You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it, and other outdoor-related topics, like today, <laughs> like our topic today. Well, Happy New Year. Well, that's true. We're back because we Year. took a break. We are yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point, because it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. And it was a nice couple weeks to just I missed you. Relax. Though. I didn't. I missed you, too. <laughs> I mean, and we're still missing Chase. Yeah. I, yeah. We have a, a guest fill-in. Uh, she's not completely new to this podcast but it is a treat every time we have her on the podcast and that is sarah austin hello (laughs) i like being described as a treat (laughs) um but we but yeah it's happy new year 2020 we're back are we back are we better than ever um it's a new year new you i think so i think we're better yeah i feel better than this is my best me in a long time well, that's good. I'm confident with that. Yeah, that's yeah. very good. So. <laughs> I I have big goals to become the best me ever. Okay. And we'll see if I can Is, see do, them. Do through. you have something specific? Um, I do. Sort yeah, I do. Uh, and they're like mostly personal health related goals. Well, there's a, there's some of that. Okay. I've got I've got one goal to. Uh, I'm like. 205 pounds right now. I feel like my fighting weight's like 180, 185. Like I could really be. Solid. And uh, so I want to get down to like one. We can't talk about weight, Sarah. You're a girl. How do we do that? That's not okay. We don't know what to say to that. Ow. (laughs) See, bad things happen. You know, it is always a controversial topic, right? Talking about women's weight. Yeah. Especially because... Especially when you're not the woman. Yeah. <laughs> so. You guys are in danger zone right there. <laughs> right. So how yeah. much do you weigh? I'm guessing a... I'm guessing a buck 50. Good answer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping like 20, 25 pounds. Well, that's a lot. Like in a year? This year. Yeah. Uh, I hope to lose it sooner goal. than later yeah. and kind of maintain that. I did. I lost... I got down to like 190 over the summer i was biking a lot and stuff Mm -hmm. and man it transformed my running and my biking like i i just felt so much quicker and more nimble um and i i had 10 pounds to go but then i got did i tell you guys this i had this infection and i had put me on some funky medication that doctor told me not to exercise while i was on that so then i then i had like eight ish weeks 10 weeks or so of no exercising period and it shows and i gained I gained some weight back, so so yeah, I've got. So, some. do you have an adventure goal? Because you had you had one. Is well, it still the same? It. Oh, I would love to make it happen. Um, it's just. It's just secondary to other goals what that. 
that we have. So I wanted to go to Alaska uh, with some friends. We're, we're still thinking, talking about it, and I think some of them are probably going to go and hoping I can make it. But we want to go uh, on a climbing trip in Alaska to the Moose's Tooth hmm. and the surrounding peaks in that area in the Ruth Gorge. And um, I hope to make it work. The thing is, is my wife and I hope to have another child at some point. Mm. This is getting a little bit more yeah. serious. So now you're dealing with family matters. Well, and, mm. and the problem is, is like we've been trying for quite a while and things haven't been working. My wife actually yesterday just went in and had a surgery to try to correct some things. Move some things along. Um, <laughs> um, this is I a wish, different detail I that wish, I thought was going to happen. It's a gear show, Sarah. It's a gear show. <laughs> what wish, kind of gear? I don't know. You're about to find out. Yeah. I wish uh, we had a video camera to see your face as you said that. Um, she she had endometriosis, and so she, they went in and they cleaned some of that out and stuff. And that's supposed to uh, that can wreak havoc as far as having kids. So hopefully things are better, but. But it's going to be, they found some other things in there that are, are going to be potential future complications and other mm. things. So um, if, if we're not able to have a baby soon, things could get very expensive as far as how to have a baby in vitro and maybe potentially adopting those types of things. And that's all coming this year as far as like trying to make all that happen. So the moose's tooth may have to wait. So it's just like I think the baby waits. <laughs> That's I mean, obviously, natural progression. Obviously. Yeah, adventure um, first, family second. Yeah, isn't that what the rules yeah. you live by? That's <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, I, <laughs> just, it's worked so far for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm just I'm trying to figure out financially is it possible? Yeah. Um, as far as just when everything lines up, like obviously. Um, family's got to come first and, so, and our our baby goals come first and so i'm just i'm not i'm hashtag, having a hard time committing yeah hashtag, hashtag baby, baby goals, goals. Yeah. i love it i love it um let me talk about me now can we talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what nice. are your yes. adventure yeah. goals i don't have any I don't. <laughs> no but i want to be m- much more active mm-hmm. so um i was excited sarah you messaged me the other day about skinning and basin in the morning and i was really was bummed because yeah, I, and then, yeah, I didn't happened? put my wife worked overnight family again because I had no I what am I gonna leave my kids home alone you know they're, they're old enough they're like nine, and, nine five. and five yeah uh, That's to- so totally I had to bail um, but I can go Thursday if you want to go Thursday mm. or if you want to go Great. Chase wants to go too I, I may okay yeah that'd be fun but um, here's the deal if Chase and you go I'll meet you in the parking lot uh, Sarah will be about an hour behind you on the skin up so just well at least i will be i don't know maybe yeah, excuse me <laughs> well you said you were slow <laughs> i'm so just kidding i am slow um but yeah i i mean we went snowshoeing today i would love to be more more active i made um uh, almost it's like a like a like a mindset change to myself where it was like you know what i need to change some things and yeah being more active is definitely one of those. So I don't have a, a, a goal, like I don't have, which helps a lot of times if you book, like you sign up for a race or something that helps you become uh, more active. But what I notice personally with me is then I am, that is the thing. And yeah. I can't, I and can't do other things. drops off after the, oh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, right. I feel like, oh, well, I got to run. I can't go snowboarding tomorrow. I got to run. I got to get my run, my miles mm-hmm. in or whatever. Right. So, and I don't want to feel like that necessarily. I just, I just want to be more active. We'll right. see, we'll see how that goes. So it's a good call. 
you know, last year I did I did the bike race that I was training for, and and I kind of felt that same way. This is my afternoon alarm. Very sorry about this. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Um, so I was doing a lot of road biking. At a certain point, I kind of got sick of road biking a little bit. Yeah. It's like oh, I want to be done with this, and then I started. I'm trying trying to think. I think I started mountain biking right after I got done road biking. And it was really fun. I hadn't mountain biked in a long time. And I think long-time listeners of this show will recognize that I kind of went from never talking about mountain biking to, like, bringing up mountain biking every (laughs) single show. Because I was having so much fun. It had been years since I'd done a lot of it. And and then at a certain point, I kind of was like, wow, I've done a lot of mountain biking. I'm kind of getting... I'm ready for something new. So I started trail running again but shortly after that i i got sick and ended up not being able to exercise so i actually really enjoyed not feeling obligated to do any one thing just doing what i felt like doing that day mm-hmm. whether it was hiking whether it was trail mm-hmm. run whether biking road biking that's kind of biking. fun right like there's no agenda yeah just, just go do just like i just, just knew for outside. that day i was gonna get outside and i was gonna do one of the 10 outdoor activities that i like to do yeah. And it was nice. Sarah? Ten. I got like five, maybe. There's a microphone right there. Oh, I got to yeah. I gotta sit closer. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, um, I kind of agree in a lot of senses that sometimes I feel like when you push so hard for just a one specific thing, you get burnt out really easily and really quickly. At least for me, like, um, so I'm an artist, and so I had to prepare for this event at the beginning of December and I worked and worked and like my whole life was kind of revolving around it and then as soon as the event happened I was like so burnt and so tired from it it was hard to get back into the the groove of things whereas if you develop habits that are just consistent and kind of rotating and not as demanding I think then I feel like you have more at least for me I have more pleasure in what I'm doing versus always having the grind so for me like getting outside is is super important and it's really fun but I have a hard time when I'm when I'm signing up for a race because it's it's the only thing you do. Whereas you kind of shirk skiing or running or whatever you have signed up for. Well, we, we uh, wanted you on the show because uh, you have dual personalities. I do um, split. Split, yeah. Uh, adventure and, and art, mm-hmm. and so uh, you've got a studio here at the Monarch Building where you. Um, do you work here on your art, or do you mostly mm-hmm. just display it here and sell no, it? No, no, my yeah. my studio's here. I mean, I work from a variety of places, wherever my, I guess, whim takes me. But I do a lot of my artwork here, especially my big pieces. It's hard to transport those back and forth. Does spending, do you go and do things in nature and go on trips to help uh, motivate you to do art? Mm-hmm. Or do you go on trips outside to de-stress from doing art or something like what how does it go i feel like it's kind of i don't know i don't feel like i ever really have to de-stress from doing art i feel like art for me is a de-stressor in itself but um i have noticed that i mean there was a period in my in my life where i wasn't doing art as much and um and i wasn't actually going out as much i was doing more school and i was teaching i was teaching art so i was helping students but i wasn't doing my own stuff and and i started maybe the most frustrating yeah, teaching was, <laughs> others but yeah. not doing it yourself you know it was a wonderful experience i loved the students i loved working with them um and i miss it a lot of the time but i'm i'm grateful for the chance that i have to kind of pursue my own art and 
be more of an example in that way to the, the students that I did have that you can you can make something successful out of your artwork instead of just you know because when I was going into art because I, I graduated in art education um, a lot of people are like well what are you gonna do with that you know you have to teach which I did that and now I'm, I'm trying to do it on my own so it's kind of fun to see how it has progressed past that so but I, as I was teaching, I, I realized I wasn't getting out as much. I wasn't exercising as much. I wasn't um, going on trips. And so I, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go on a few trips. And the more trips I went on and the more outdoor adventures I did, I noticed the more art and inspiration and kind of life I had for art because I had more images and more energy and I was happier. And so the art kind of came naturally for me. And then the... You weave outdoor adventure art in, or outdoor adventure or whatever into mm -hmm. your art. Yeah, so I have kind of, I guess, you know, I have a lot of different styles, I guess, but the two main ones that I focus on are, um, I do a lot of pen and ink, and those are usually like outdoor adventure things like skiing, um, snowboarding, snowshoeing, a lot of winter scenes so far. I'm working on some summer ones, so those will be fun for the summer. Um, and then I do colored pencil on wood. So I, those are mostly landscapes and kind of an abstraction of the world that I see. So. Abstraction. Yeah, abstraction. <laughs> For those good, of you who don't good, know that means. Word. Um, but yeah, it's it's been really a rewarding experience to focus on that. And plus Ogden is such a great place to be a part of that. I mean, we I feel like that's the lifeblood of of Ogden is outdoor adventure and art, and it's cool to be able to be on both ends of that. And you hike, backpack, climb? Yeah. Ski. 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 Yeah, so I try and get out in a lot of ways, I guess. Um, skiing right now, mostly. I am I'm trying to do a lot more backcountry skiing, or not back, well, yeah, um, but skinning up and using that as some of the fitness aspect of things. Um, which has been an adventure. It's really fun. It's um, hard. <laughs> um, but it's really cool. Technology is such a fascinating thing and to kind of play around with the gear and stuff and then go up and see all those beautiful vistas as you get to the top or close to or not even close to as I have found. Do you have a favorite piece of, of gear or gear that gets used the most? I'm sure seasonally it, d it differs. but Yeah, seasonally it definitely differs. Right now... Um, this is going to be silly, but I think my favorite piece of gear is my buff. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of stuff. You should probably explain really what that is. It. A buff, right? So it's like the thing that covers your neck and your face. You can use it as like a face guard, but it's like the one thing I, if I'm going outside, I just will not forget. Like I always have it. And if I do forget it, I'm a little bit upset at myself. And I went back into the house on Sunday to grab mm -hmm. my buff. Yeah. Well, it's before so. Before going snowboarding. Yeah. So important. I love that thing. I mean, there's a lot of different things, but I don't have as much of an attachment to my gloves as I do to my body. <laughs> no emotional attachment to gloves. No, unless you lose them. Yeah, yeah. Then you, I don't know, are upset at scream at them for disappearing. But, yeah. That's nice. my favorite. And then in the summer, I guess, I really love my pack and my boots. I love all of it. What boots do you have? I have the La Sportiva Blade boots. Okay. They're awesome. Blade boots. I'm trying to think of what those are. Blade or blaze. I can't remember. I'll have to double check, but they're blue and they're comfy. I That's, them. I think, a hardcore, two members of a hardcore bowling team. Blade. Blade. Blades. <laughs> 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 right. Thank you. Yeah. 
yeah, so, that yeah. is very much so. <laughs> I do bowling as well. Yes, that is my my no, other you don't. No, you my other sport. No, What's sport. your high score? Probably like a solid like ninety. Yeah. Isn't that like in your back? No, it's terrible. What's your backpack? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a Fjall Raven Abisco. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Not Nabisco. It's a A. Uh, yeah, not Nabisco. Yeah. But I do like That's those. That's my favorite. <laughs> those are your favorite. They make the best crackers. They do. Yeah. They're pretty dang good. Um, nope, the Fjall Raven Nabisco. What do you, why do you like it so much? Um, it was interesting. I had an Osprey for a couple of years, a few years actually, and it was great. Um, and then they changed to their new AG system, which a lot of people love. But it didn't really fit me very well. And so I am. Um, and you're taller. I'm taller, yeah. Which is your torso like normal to your height? Do you have long legs? How does it I work? I have freakishly long legs. <laughs> yes. I have like a 30, like 4, 36 inch inseam, which is pretty wild quite, for a lady. Quite long for a woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I always look like a flood is coming. <laughs> but. So your ba- but your backpacks, is that a medium? Yeah, it's a medium. Yeah. Uh, it's a normal torso. Yeah. Yeah. So when I sit down, I look short, but then I stand up. I'm just curious about the way they redesigned the AG, if they screwed up the torso or what happened. The thing that it was, um, and for me, it's like the back system, like they have the hip belt part and it doesn't quite curve around my back the way I feel like it's supposed to. And it rubs and it gave, it gave me bruises when I was testing it out. Mm So for me, it wasn't, I wasn't, but I mean, there's so many customers who've loved it and come back and, you know, speak all good things. So Abisco's for you. Yeah, Abisco's for me. It's just a little bit more simplistic and just really comfortable and has a wood um, wood stays for the frame, which is really fun. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I really, really like it. It's really comfortable. Fjall Raven, Arctic Fox. For those, <laughs> that's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> for those who don't know. Yeah, well, no, well, that's cool. That's, I mean, in balancing, I mean, adventure and art, and it's, Seems to be, I don't know, kind of trendy, but there's a lot of people who live in both worlds these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's got to be a reason for that. Well, I think, it, <laughs> yeah, there has to be. One, I think it probably allows you to actually be an artist. I feel like if you live, when I was teaching, you know, working my nine to five job, I was so emotionally drained by the end of the day, I didn't want to create any of my own art. Whereas if you're working in the outdoor industry, I feel like it is a little bit more energy giving than energy taking. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So I have to say, um, the first art that I saw from, well, I've seen a lot of art from you that really stood out, but I had never seen like the colored pencils on wood. Yeah, I don't and know that, how many people have. And that was really cool. Like the hmm. first image that, the first uh, artwork that I saw that was colored pencils on wood, I didn't know that you had done it. I was just in the shop and I should have assumed but I saw it and I was like, holy cow, that's cool. that's really cool. Who did that? And it's like, and somebody, I think it was Matt, said, oh, that's that's Sarah's. Like, wow, I really like that. And I don't know what it is about the colored pencils and the wood and stuff, but I dig those. Do you? I thank you. Do you have, um, first of all, do you have like an Instagram or a website or something where people can mm-hmm. can look and see your art? Yeah. So I have an inst- I have both Instagram and website. Instagram is at Sarah Austin underscore art. And then website is sarahaustinart.com. Cool. So pretty And that's Sarah, S-A-R-A? Yeah, no H, Sarah, S-A-R-A. I'm one of the the weird ones. You're H-less. I'm H-less, yeah. (laughs) Age-less. Yeah, both of those. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I haven't seen anybody else do color pencil on wood that I'm aware of. 
I'm sure that there are people out there doing it. Um, and you're on Instagram a lot, so you would have seen it by now. I am, yeah, <laughs> so, so much. Yeah, I probably need to up my game in that department, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. It's weird. I was trying to think of something that would like give me carpal tunnel and make me go insane all at the same time, and I think mm. I found it. Huh. Yep. Colored pencil on wood. Colored pencil. <laughs> but it's fun. It's cool to see the grain like pull through the color and right. plays with the de design a little bit and creates a different element. Yeah. So it's fun seeing nature kind of coincide with art. Yeah, I like the, especially on the landscape scenes, and that's, I think, mostly what you've done with mm -hmm. with that, um, what do they call that? Medium. Medium, that's the word. With that medium is it really does give it a more natural yeah, more um, it feels like it belongs a little yeah or it just yeah having the wood grain behind the especially with the colored pencils where it shows up behind it versus like if you're painting or something like mm -hmm. that yeah, um, it doesn't mask the grain yeah and it it really kind of felt like it just i don't know went really well together does the grain ever striking. influence your pencil stroke mm, sometimes mm. <laughs> i think it depends on what it is um and what the grain is um I feel bad for the poor heart people at the hardware store whenever I have to go pick up wood because I just like get all the pieces out and I look at the grains and um, see which ones I like the most and what things kind of match the places I'm doing. And then sometimes it'll influence, sometimes it's unintentional because like some parts of the grain are softer than other. So I'll create a mistake because I'm going through it and it creates a little issue which is fun to figure out how to go around that. But, but it's fun, it's cool to see the wood play through it so of all the pieces that you have done um now you've done a lot of artwork over the over the years lots of really cool stuff but of all the pieces that you've done maybe particularly maybe within the last year or two uh, what's your favorite that is one that stands out quite the question yeah. is that like saying asking what yeah, who's your favorite, your favorite child who's your favorite child yeah. i think one of the pieces that i really enjoyed the most probably because it was it was different. It was what was that first landscape? It's of Cutler Ridge up here in Ogden, the backside of Ben Lomond. Mm -hmm. And um, I think one of the reasons I really liked it is I'd actually done it before. So I did it with oil paints, and it was fun. It was really pretty, but it wasn't like it just wasn't feeling quite right. And so I decided to try and do it on the wood, and it was like something clicked. It was like this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is, I don't know it made more sense to me and it just had a better energy to it. And so that one probably is the one that I connect the most with because it was one of the first um, and it has influenced a lot of my other designs. Um, and but it's the biggest. Yeah, so. that one is actually the one that I saw in the shop that stood out to me. I thought that was, it was really cool. It was a striking um, piece of art. Yeah, it's been cool, and I, that's been actually one of the favorites of most of the people who've come into my studio, and I have the most purchases of that print. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so you do the original, and then you make prints of the original? Mm-hmm. Um, and do you, do you hang on to the original yourself, or do you sell that as well? It d I mean, I'll sell them, yeah. I sell the originals when people want to buy them. They obviously are quite a bit more money. Yeah. Um, the prints are... Um, usually smaller and um, more easily to like place in people's homes and such. So sometimes people kind of lean more towards the prints. 
cool. Oh, yeah, and they're really nice. Very fancy prints. <laughs> Just saying. Cool. Good old G Clay. But I don't know. I love it. It's been fun. It's been a really cool adventure the past few months to really try and get into it. And, and it's cool because I've met so many other artists and people in the community and it's been a really cool connector um, okay so this me. is this is a hard question okay can you be honest we're gonna find out better community arts community or outdoor adventure community Ooh. i've been in the outdoor community a lot longer so i think i have a few more connections with them um which could be good and bad um, the arts community, I feel like, is maybe a little bit more welcoming, if that makes sense. Like, just right off the bat. Outdoor communities maybe clickier a little bit, or? I don't know if clickier is the word, but I feel like they're all kind of focused on their thing. You know, like, getting out and doing their adventure and kind of their system. And, and not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like sometimes um, it's not as conducive to more camaraderie. Like, I'm going to go and do this adventure. And so it's harder for people to kind of get in on that action. Whereas like with arts, it's like, here, let me show my artwork. Let's share this around. Let's get together. Let's, um, you know, have classes. And so in that way, I think just the way the art community is, it's just a m naturally more welcoming um, environment just because of the nature of the beast. Whereas the outdoor industry, which is an awesome industry, I'm not saying anything against no, them but i think it's just the nature of it is it's a little bit more individualistic um unless you're getting into some like climbing or group skiing or stuff like that group skiing <laughs> group ski <laughs> group board um, whatever it is they, they mirror each other in a lot of ways but yeah. i do feel like those communities are different in a lot of ways mm -hmm. too well, um, um I've, I've honestly feel like the greatest connection that i have had is when those two communities come together mm. so the the greatest um I don't know, positive feedback I've gotten. I went to the backcountry bash at um, the front climbing gym and I took my artwork there. And I think out of all of the events I've been to, that event was, it's like, okay, like as soon as they put two and two together, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, this, this makes sense. These communities should be in interacting together. And it was, I don't know. I feel like that honestly was the best is when you can kind of have that cohesion of the arts and the, and the outdoors. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Brandon, because you are also heavily involved in both the arts and the outdoors. Yes. And I was going to ask you, in your opinion, what's the better community? community? Yeah. I feel like better is kind of a hard question because I don't. Good. I feel like I they're know. just That's why different. Ask it. They are different, but um, so it's funny because uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like I, uh, I feel like I can be myself a little bit more in the arts yeah mm -hmm. where in the outdoors i i'm always trying to prove myself sure in the, so um but in the arts i feel like i'm my weirdness is accepted right where just it might, right off the bat just right off the bat it's in fact it's anticipated and yeah um where where in the outdoor industry i'm more conscious of of what i say or who i am or whatever um there's um it's like there's this there's expectation almost if yeah, you're going to be in there. I don't know if there's prejudgment. And, and that's me me putting that on myself. Mm -hmm. That's sure. not anybody else doing that. But that's that's me. Um, so, But I you know, I went my degrees in English. So I took a lot of 
classes up at Weber State that are in the art department. My minor is in photography, so I was in the art building half the time and in the literature building the other half the time. So that, those crowds, those people, they're, they were people will think that they're like almost like the drama kids, like nerdy kids or whatever. And, and um, I'm like, yeah, those are my people. Right. And then you go, and then what you find out is a lot of those people also love the outdoors. Right. Um, and the outdoor industry, though, also has athletes in athleticism. And there's that side to it that's very competitive. And uh, that's a whole different. And I do have that part of me as well, growing up playing uh, team sports. And then and when I was early on in, in climbing specifically, well, that was the most competitive I was with myself and my friends, my small circle of like, okay, what can we do? And I'm better than you at climbing. <laughs> but, but that's, um, it, I think that's the only major difference is I really do feel like I can be myself around the arts community more so than yeah. I can around the outdoor community. But I don't, it's not like some major difference or anything. Yeah. I, you know, I found that the outdoor community, particularly in Ogden, it's actually, I feel like the people are very friendly. They're very welcoming, very open and stuff. But the industry is funny. (laughs) (laughs) Like they tell a lot of good jokes. It's so (laughs) dad jokes, particularly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was, I was gonna. I don't even know exactly how to how to describe it specifically. That's why I said funny. But um, there are times where I in the outdoors at at trade shows and other things i feel like these are my people everybody's just friendly everybody it's it's a real like fun nice place to be it's just about like being friends getting out having a good time and then at the same shows i'll get into other crowds and i feel like oh i don't belong here this is awkward this is uncomfortable it's the cool kids show here and and i'm not i don't fit or something Yes, and I don't think that the, in the arts world I've ever felt like I don't belong here. I always, I might feel like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to compete with whatever, like this painter or this whatever mm-hmm. is really good. But I've never felt unwelcome or anything. Right. Um, but that's true. There's some, some clickiness that happens in the outdoor industry where, and that's, I don't know what, the, why, why. I don't know if, the, it probably happens in the gaming industry and yeah, all the it's, other things it's too. Probably it's, just a, and a natural thing that happens in all industries yeah um and, yeah. and probably even in the art industry but but to that extent i haven't been in the art community as but much really backcountry skiers are the worst <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's true um but really in the in the arts though i haven't been around it a lot but but the people that i have been around that are artists and stuff i find are just as friendly and as open and welcoming as as they come oh there's jerks Wait, I'm gonna introduce you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a list. I, uh, yeah, no, I haven't met many, but there's there's some. But it's cool in the on the art side where, and it's the arts and adventure side where uh, we were privy enough to we meaning uh, Todd, the partner at the Bandy Collective, and myself meet these artists through Summit Powder Mountain, who are um, authors and um, also. Um, he calls himself a snow drawer, Simon Beck, who, right. who mm-hmm. stomps out some cool patterns in, with snowshoes, giant uh, mountain-sized patterns in the snow. Um, these people that we were introduced to and have talked to are famous. Right. And they talk to you like nobody knows who they are. 
right like very down to earth you know and i'm like oh these people are amazing people they're amazing humans and yeah. they're and their feet are in both worlds right you know so anyway fun fun discussion yeah yeah all right sarah thanks for uh Thanks for joining us, telling us a little bit about your art. So what yeah. what was your Instagram and your website one more time? Um, Sarah spelt without an H. Sarah. Like that's a long Instagram. Sarah, Sarah spelled spelt without, without an H. H. Um, com. Um, I will tell you that there are actually quite a few of Sarah Austin. So you have to like type in www.sarahaustinart.com. Um, and then um, Instagram is Sarah Austin underscore art. Nice. So, cool. yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. Yeah, it's uh, been a good one. And uh, if you, so for those listening, if you like the podcast, don't forget to click subscribe. Also, um, follow us Gear Thirty on Instagram at Gear underscore Three Zero, and follow Sarah Sarah Austin underscore Art. Very good. Right. Good job. Good memory. Yeah. And then uh, like us on Facebook and. For the next episode, Chase is in here, so Chase is here.